Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I certainly do count it an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 142 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, this podcast marks off our BCU Youth Squad kickoff. Yes, well, we're going to be talking to various youth about what's on their minds. So I have an interview that I did way back in January of this year that I'm going to share with you today. So please go ahead and take the time to get your youth together, get a snack, get your Bible, take some notes and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with my interview with Kiera Hannon. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everyone. So as referenced in the introduction, we have added a new segment to the BCU lineup, our BCU Youth Squad. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about this because it is so important for us to know what's going on in the minds of our youth. Now, as adults, when we hear what's going on with them, we may not agree with their thoughts. We may need to correct. We may need to intervene. We may need to pray or we may need to just do nothing and allow God to work things out. Bottom line is is that we need to listen and then respond as God would have us to for the optimal result. So without further ado, BCU family, here's my interview with 18-year-old Kiera Hannon. Here we go. So let me talk to you about what we're getting ready to get into. So as said in the introduction, we're doing things a little differently here at bcu.com. And one thing I had asked the Lord about was to get some interviews in. I'd like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on uh, out there in the world, especially with our young people. I like to call myself an older young person. I accept the fact that I'm no longer part of the young people. It's good to know what's going on in their lives, uh, especially with 
the label that many of the young people have called the millennials. So I have a special treat because I do have a very special millennial sister in Christ uh, by the name of Kiera Hannon. So Kiera is the daughter of one of my very dear friends, uh, sister Anissa Hannon. You all know her as it's simply sister. And I have to get, actually I need to get my, we call each other the wonder twins. And I need to get mom on actually onto the podcast so we can talk about how we met and all of that sort of thing. We're not going to make it about mom today, Kiera. I promise. We're going to make it about her. <laughs> it's about Jesus and Kiera. So Kiera is 18 years old and she is a student at North Carolina Western University. Did I say that right? Um, Western Carolina University. Okay. All right. So Western Carolina University. All right. I'll get it together. Uh, she's currently studying psychology, which is a very, very awesome goal, I think. I love that. Love that. So she's working that out. She's in her freshman year. And this young lady loves the Lord. Can I tell you all she loves the Lord? And that's what we want to hear. And and I wanted to talk to you know someone in her age bracket about you know some of the things that are going on these days with young folks. And I can tell you that, you know, I sound like I'm probably 200 years old, but back in my day, you know, entertainment was a lot different. Music was different. Movies were different. And while there were some risqueity, if that's a word, or, or risqueness, I'm not quite sure if that's a word, I think that things are a lot different now and a lot more open. And I wonder how our young people deal with that, especially those who are saved and filled with the Spirit. So um, I'm going to get into Kira's head there, do a little psychology, I guess, myself, <laughs> and find out, you know, what's going on with the young people. So, Kira, what's a scripture that you've been meditating on recently that's spoken to your heart, where the Lord has been talking to you? The most recent scripture that I've been reading and wondering about is from First Corinthians 6 and 19, and it's Paul writing to the people of Corinth, and he's saying, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and that ye are not your own. So that really spoke to me because I think as a teenager, we're in our most vulnerable parts of our lives. So we're still trying to figure out our identity and who we are and what we can do and what we should do because... Up until this point, um, being 18, I don't live with my parents anymore. Mm. So now I get to choose what I do or what I can't do since I'm out of mom's house. But what the Lord's been kind of dealing with me is that, no, even though I'm outside of, you know, my mom's house, there's still things that I'm not allowed to do because I don't belong to myself. Mm. So um, I want to say last year... Um, I think maybe in September, I did a blog post about the power of the mind, and I titled it Being Aware of His God's Presence, mm -hmm. and I used the tagline to get my readers thinking, and it says, would you do it if Jesus was in front of you? If not, mm -hmm. don't do it, period. Mm -hmm. And... That's where, I, that's where I'm at in my life. I'm in college and still sometimes I find myself about to do something. And then I'll think, wait, 
if my mom was physically in front of me right now, would I do this? And I just think that's something people my age struggle with. Um, and so something that helps me is I think of the situation and I think of if I would do that if I was in a church or mm-hmm. if I was in front of my mom or my dad. And if I wouldn't do it, i try not to. And then the Lord told me, well, it's the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. And so when I read the scripture, it made me think about how you can hide your behavior from your parents and physical people, but you can't do that with God because he's everywhere. So it's te- I'm learning still to be aware of God's presence anywhere because if I wouldn't do it in front of my parents, what makes me think I should do it with Jesus and his presence that's always with me. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I, I that is such a profound thought. And something I think we don't necessarily keep in the front of our minds because God isn't with us physically. We know that, you know, He he's a spirit. Uh, for those of us who are spirit-filled, he lives on the inside of us. And I, I just think because he's not in our faces, if you will, we think that God is just not seeing us. I think we almost regard him as a person, if that makes sense. Where, yeah, there's not a physical presence yet. The Lord is seeing and recording all. So you're absolutely right. What we do is all recorded and God sees all. And we have to give an account for everything. And, and we really want to keep that in mind as we're making decisions. Because uh, there are consequences to decisions, whether good or bad, and, and we want to be careful what we're sowing because God is not mocked, the book of Galatians says, and we will reap what we sow. And uh, when we yes. sow, yeah, when we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap corruption, the scriptures say. So we want to stay away from that as much as possible. And, and something else I wanted to say as I was listening to you about being in front of your parents and just the reverence that you have. The uh, for honoring your parents, mm-hmm. even though they're not physically present, and I think that that is wonderful. And and very sadly, uh, many young people do not have the upbringing as far as the honoring mm-hmm. of their parents, and maybe they weren't you know raised in church or uh, you know raised in a godly home. So some may not know, and then some do know and just choose not to honor their parents. And, you know, this is why, parents, it's important uh, for us to follow what the scripture says. And Proverbs 22 and 6 says to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So just the honor that you have for your parents um, and knowing and and caring about what they think uh, is, to me, is that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah. So let me go on and turn the mic over to you because I, I think I'm getting a little teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also another scripture I had read, I want to say a few months before I started reading First Corinthians 6 and 19. Mm-hmm. And it tickled me going over today because I realized there are some correlations. Okay. And the scripture is coming from Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 5. And it's, still Paul writing, and I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to go through and kind of summarize verse by verse, mm-hmm. if you will. Sure. But um, the first verse pretty much starts off, Paul is telling the people that he's writing to that we were quickened by God, 
And then he kind of shifts gears in verse 2, and he talks about what we used to do before God quickened us and gave us his grace. And he was telling us how we used to be followers of the world according to the power of the Prince of the Air, which is, you know, of course, Satan. Mm -hmm. And Paul was explaining how we were living according to Satan's spirit, which is now in the works of children of disobedience meaning the people who are living contrary to God. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, Paul, he assures us, um, the followers of Christ, that we're no longer followers of Satan in the world. And he continues in verse 3, telling us about how in times past we had our conversations and our, um, our just time in the world following the lust of our flesh. And we were having fleshly thoughts and desires. And he, he referred to those people of the world as children of wrath. Mm. And then he goes on to verse 4, which he kind of shifts gears again. And he's giving glory to God. And he's saying that God's grace and mercy is so rich toward us because of his great love. And he explains it in verse 5 again. We see the word quickened for a second time, and he says, For God has quickened us together with Christ. And that kind of confirmed what I read in First Corinthians, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm a word person. I love words. So I looked up what the word quickened means in, in the Greek words. Typically when you see quickened, it refers, when referring to God's Holy Spirit, it means to make us alive. Which I found very interesting because to me that says Paul's letting us know that God is quickening his Holy Spirit and putting it in us. And we're bound together with Christ through the Holy Spirit. And it just for me confirmed what First Corinthians 6 and 19 is saying, that our body is no longer our own. And if you go on to read First Corinthians 6 and 20, it talks about how our bodies are temples of God. And... If you know anything about <laughs> the New Testament, the temples are sacred, sacred, sacred. Like, there were certain things you just could not do. Because back in those times, you could just drop dead mm-hmm. for one misdeed. Because you're just in the presence of God. Luckily, Jesus came and, you know, we have grace. And because Lord knows we sin on a daily basis. So instead of us dropping dead like the priests of old, there's just something that's done to our spirit. So God's telling us, he's warning us that there are just some things we should not do because his spirit is with us. And it's hard, especially at my age, because the entertainment, the music, movies, they're everything out there that's glorifying what God tells us not to do. And we have to be especially careful, those of us who claim to have his Holy Spirit, we have to keep ourselves holy and we have to draw a line at some point of what we can do and what we can't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm telling you, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I said, this sounds like a seasoned missionary. <laughs> this sounds like Sister Season missionary speaking. Amen. Amen to that. Love how you put together, the Lord bless you to put together, you know, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 along Ephesians 2 and how we don't belong to ourselves and that, you know, the world tells us, well, it's it's your body. It's your choice. It's your right. Yeah. 
And it really isn't. And and you know what? Let, let me take that back. It, it is. You can make the choice mm-hmm. if you want to. You're just not free from the consequences of the choice. And the Lord keeps bringing yeah. it back to consequences because the Lord always gives us free will. We're not mm-hmm. free from what can happen when we make the wrong types of choices. Yes, we have free will, but we're also free to take the consequences that come with our free will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I think about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. So now, tell me, as you're, we're talking about this and the pull between the entertainment, uh, let's let's go with uh, let's go with movies. And I don't know if, if movies are, are a big thing for you. I know back in in my day, I loved a movie. Um, is it? difficult to sift through what you should be watching or seeing on the big screen or even on, you know, now we don't necessarily have to go to the movie theater because we've got so many choices with Netflix and Hulu's Uh and all of those types types of things, you know, especially with, you know, being in college and being out of the sight of your parents. Is it a struggle? Is it something where, you know, where you want to hang out with your friends? You know, tell me a little bit about that and, and how... You deal with those kinds of choices. It's interesting because I do. I like watching movies. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time when I was younger was Friday with um, Chris Tucker and <laughs> Ice Cube. And I just, I know, I, to this day, I still know it word for word. <laughs> but the problem is sometimes quoting it, the movie is pretty vulgar. Of course, there's cursing in it, and I don't curse. So. Mm-hmm. I have to be really careful when I'm making references to the movie because sometimes you get into it and before you know it, you're about to blurt out um, the F-bomb and you have to pull yourself back. And it's just so easy. Once you recite things like that, it's easy for you to repeat them and you not even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. That actually happened to me um, in high school. Me and my one of my best friends, we just, both of us loved the movie Friday and I was quoting it. And I almost said a curse word when I was quoting the movie, and I had to draw myself up. And I was like, "Oh no!" I didn't. I hadn't realized how much it was really affecting me and how I communicated. Mm-hmm. And it's just with anything nowadays. There's so many subliminal messages in movies now that um, it's really crazy. Um, recently, my friends in college they got me watching a movie, or it was an anime series. And I've never watched anime before. Mm-hmm. But um, I started getting interested in it, and I started liking it. And I realized that the basis of that anime show was about the seven deadly sins. The problem was it wasn't warning us away from the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sin characters were actually the heroes of the show. So it was pretty much, um, it was subliminally glorifying the seven deadly sins and I didn't realize it until later and I kept watching it and watching it and watching it and it got so bad that I started actually dreaming about it. Mm. I was dreaming that I was in the movie, I was in the cartoon with them until I realized, wait a minute, um, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't be rooting for the seven deadly sins of lust in a battle. Like, it just takes your mind to different places and it'll just convert things and make it seem like it's okay. And I realized that I needed to be careful what I listened to and what I watched. So the next time my friends, they wanted a movie night, that's the movie, that was the movie that they chose. And I had to excuse myself and say, okay, I can't watch this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because you want to be with your friends and 
while I went back to my dorm, I felt so upset because I knew my friends were out there having a good time and laughing and joking, and I was missing out on it. But I just also had to come to the realization that there are some things that, as a Christian and as a young woman who's still learning and who's not fully mature yet, there are things I can't expose my spirit to. And um, that's one thing. I'm trying to get my friend to realize horror movies, I do not watch those because at an early age I was told that spirits can transfer and, you know, what you watch can come back to you. And I read an article of some actors and actresses who were in, I want to say the movie The Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. and all of the cast died before the age of 45 because of some of the stuff that went on, the spiritual things that went on in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so it just scares me, and I don't, I don't just watch anything anymore. I'm pretty careful with what I expose myself to now. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense. And, and let me just loop back to what you said for those that may not be familiar. So anime, do you, can you tell us what that is exactly? Well, I don't have the first idea because I've never watched it until um, last year. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it's just... I want to say it's a Japanese form of cartoon, and there are different kinds. There's so many across the board, but looking at them, you can definitely see a trend. Um, Bulgarity is somewhat accentuated. If you look at all the female characters, they're all sexy. They have, like, their breasts popping out of the shirts. Skirts are so short, you can almost see their bottom. Like, it's... Nothing really left to the imagination, so I think they make it look very innocent and cartoon-like, but there are definitely undercurrents to it. Wow. So, you know, BCU family, this really alerts me to what it is that, you know, our children are watching. You know, something that is animated, if you will, and has a cartoon kind of look to it, looks innocent. We really need to watch and and pray as to what it is that our children are being exposed to because just in this they're they're battling lust in a cartoon like who does that you know cartoons back in my day people beating them beating people over the head with like a board and you know people thought that was violent and it probably was um it just it's a lot different from doing something in a sexual exploiting type manner so interesting interesting so listen, BCU family, we have to wrap up this segment. I've got to get Kiera back on. So we're going to come back with part two and talk a little bit more about the entertainment industry, uh, music, and some other things that may be affecting young people. So we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for the second part of this interview. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, Make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.